It's the Y'all Show. Hello, I'm John Rawl, and thank you for listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hope you're doing good on this Wednesday. We're hump day in here on the Y'all Show, and man, we've got an action-packed Y'all Show. We've got ACC Talk coming up in just a few minutes with Jonathan Leifite of 247sports.com. And we're going to look at the top 50 players in the country in college football and how many of those are going to be from the Atlantic Coast Conference. And a bunch of them, I bet, are going to be from the Paul people, the Clemson Tigers. We'll find out just how many when Jonathan stops by in just a few. As we wrap up this hour, we're going to give a spotlight and a big old salute to what would have been the birthday boy today, Mel Tillis. He would have been 86 years old today, and he passed away last year. And we're going to miss old Mel but we want to celebrate his life here on the Y'all Show today with a salute to the country music legend Mel Tillis later this hour. And speaking of America's music, in hour two, Precious Harris will be visiting from Music Row in Nashville with the latest Nashville music line, and she's got all kind of goodness. I've got to ask her about this story about Keith Urban having to bum money off someone in New Jersey this week. How could he go into a gas station and not have money? He's Keith Urban Keith Ibn from Australia. Well, we'll ask Precious about that and the other goings-on in Music City when we have a visit from Precious in hour two. And we've got a lot more coming your way on the Y'all Show with the general, including hashtag hullabaloo before we get out of the show today. Our number, 803-816-1170. We encourage you to text us any old time with your questions, comments, suggestions, criticism, Food tips, restaurant recommendations, anything you got, we want to hear from y'all, okay? Let's look at the headlines from across Dixie, and this is a very disturbing story coming from my hometown of Lexington, South Carolina. Brennan Haley Geller was charged with homicide by child abuse, according to the Lexington County Sheriff's Office. She gave birth on Friday night and put the newborn in a garbage bag on the floor of her vehicle. Now, that's horrible. Well, she would not have been discovered if she hadn't gone to the hospital Saturday morning for blood loss. And while at the hospital, the investigators say that Geller told them that she never told them that there was a baby in the car, and the baby died, of course. The exact cause of the death was not disclosed, but yes, this baby was left in her car, put in a bag in the floor of her vehicle, and this 21-year-old South Carolina woman now in big trouble. And if true, and I know there may be some extra circumstances going on with this person. I've never given birth. I know it's a very traumatic time, especially if there's not a loved one there to help you. But golly, there we ought to be able to have a special deportation just for Southerners and really Americans. If, you, if you're really that horrible a person to give birth and then kill your own child after doing that is pretty low down. But uh, that very disturbing story from South Carolina. In Louisiana on Tuesday, a judge rejected a motion by a black defendant to move his court case because of a Confederate monument in front of the courthouse. Ronnie Anderson and his attorney argued that Anderson couldn't get a fair trial in the same place where a symbol of oppression and racial intolerance stands. This monument of the unnamed Confederate soldier has stood outside the East Feliciana Parish Courthouse in Clinton, Louisiana, since 1909. And the man and his attorney, I guess, came up with a unique way to say that they're going to be innocent because they can't get a fair trial 
because of a Confederate monument on the courthouse grounds, and there's hundreds of them across the South. We wouldn't have any court cases if that were to be true. Also in Louisiana, a little bit better news, Dixie Beer. Remember Dixie Beer? It's been a fixture since the early 1900s. It started in 1907 in the Crescent City. Dixie Beer is coming back to the Big Easy. Yes, if you love that beer, it actually had to stop production in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. People went in and vandalized the Dixie Beer Brewery. And they have been brewing Dixie Beer in the last couple of years, but it's been done out of state and not by like third-party contractors. Well, guess what? Tom Benson, remember the New Orleans Saints owner and New Orleans Pelicans owner? Well, he died last year. But one of the last things he did is he bought Dixie Beer. And now his family, his wife, his widow, Gail Benson, is announcing this week that they're bringing Dixie Brewery back. Dixie Beer is coming to New Orleans. It's going to be a new place in eastern New Orleans. And that is good news. The old brewery on Tulane Avenue is gone. But the Metal Dome, if you ever saw it, in that part of New Orleans, it was actually incorporated into a new medical complex in New Orleans. But if you love Dixie Beer, good news, it's going to be back at its hometown of New Orleans real soon. In Mississippi, if you're a Mississippi Power customer, you're going to be having electric rates go up as much as 9%. Not good. Mississippi Power is a part of the Southern Company, and they're going to collect about $77 million as a result of the raise and this is going to go on to the end of 2019, and it's meant to cover 2018 and 2019. Rates again going up to as much as 9% starting in September. The Mississippi State Public Service Commission approved this rate increase to help out Southern Company. Residential customer who uses 1,000 kilowatts of electricity per month would see bills rise from $128 monthly to more than $139, so around an $11 increase if you are a Mississippi Power customer. Mississippi Power has a footprint mostly in the South Mississippi area. They may have some around Central Mississippi, but down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, big time Mississippi Power country. Now to the state of South Carolina, we go back there, and this is a story that I haven't seen this yet announced really anywhere, but especially in the South, but a company there is going to be closing, and they're blaming it on the Trump tariffs. Element Electronics, they make TV parts and they make TVs there in Winsboro, South Carolina. They announced on Monday they're going to close their plant and 126 people, all but eight full-time employees, will be laid off. And they're blaming the Trump tariffs on this because the parts they needed to make TVs came from China and they're not able to make the plants anymore. The plant's going to close on October 5th. But they're hopeful maybe something will change and they can come back to life in some other form. We hope this isn't a recurring problem. But yes, in South Carolina, a television plant closing because of new tariffs. In Florida, a sheriff there in Pinellas County, well, he's had some words for Reverend Al Sharpton. He told Al Sharpton, go back to New York, mind your own business. He was criticizing Al Sharpton for uh, he was being criticized by Al Sharpton for not arresting a white man who shot and killed an unarmed black man during a parking lot dispute in July. Al Sharpton criticized the sheriff, Bob Golateri, at a rally for Marquez McLaughlin, who was killed. McLaughlin was shot on July 19th by Michael Drechtka in Clearwater. And the sheriff of the county telling Al to head on back north. <laughs> we don't care how you do it down here. 
Also in the state of Florida, another sheriff's office, the Seminole County Sheriff's Office, which is Sanford, Florida, well, they're thanking a herd of cows for helping corral a suspect on Sunday. The Seminole County Sheriff's Office says alert assisted the team of the Sanford Police Department tracking down two suspects who crashed a stolen car and ran. A group of cows provided law enforcement with a big assist as seen in a helicopter video that you can see online repeatedly following and helping corral one suspect who stayed on the cow's turf. <laughs> and sure enough, if you see this image taken from the police helicopter, these cows have this suspect cornered, and uh, he wasn't ready to make his move. All right, let's get serious here. Let's get serious by talking about sweet tea, something very near and dear to my heart. Milo's Tea, you got to give them credit. They have kind of cornered the marketplace on southern sweet tea they're virtually everywhere in the south in grocery stores walmarts etc milo's has done so well they're moving on down the line they're moving to homewood alabama they they're going to homewood they have been at a place on another part of birmingham in birmingham but now milo's is going to homewood congratulations to milo's tea company expanding to Homewood with a, a nice office, and I will take some credit in helping make this move a reality because I have purchased my fair share of Milo's tea in recent years, and you may have too. Of course, it's actually better if you make your own tea, and I've done that, and it, if you get the right blend and you do all the right things to make tea the right way, it probably doesn't get any better than that. But, boy, the convenience of Milo's and just picking up that sweet tea. And they also have it in unsweet. They also have a, what is that, calorie-free? I think it comes in a light blue packaging. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Uh, the convenience of having that jug of tea to take with you to home or maybe you've got a special event that you're planning, that sure makes it easy. That sure makes it easy. Now, the problem with Milo's tea, if you do buy it, it's it's great that you kill the problem of having to make tea and get it just right. You're, the taste part, you're good to go with. But the hauling around part, now that's another story. And if you're like me and you have to go up and down stairs to get to the refrigerator, when you've got to be hauling tea, in addition to all your gro other groceries, it makes, it makes you wonder, hey, maybe I should just make tea. You know, it's mostly water anyway, right? <laughs> well, Milo's, they've got it figured out, and good job by them. And we love our sweet tea in the South, and we love our half-and-half half tea. That's kind of the way I do it. i got a glass right here in front of me. Tea is the perfect drink in the South because you can drink it lukewarm. You can drink it ice cold. But more importantly, you can drink tea any day of the week, any time of day. I love it in the morning, I love it at night, and all the hours in between. God bless sweet tea, and God bless tea in general. Speaking of drinks, remember we told you earlier in the week about a young North Carolinian who was robbed at gunpoint by another teenager? who was He was selling his lemonade, and a young teenager came and robbed him at gunpoint at his lemonade stand? Well, this young boy from North Carolina, well, he's going to get a lawnmower. One was donated to him just this week, and that is great news for the nine-year-old. The armed robber made off with $17, and that was the money the boy planned to use to buy a lawnmower for his other side job. 
the boy's father, Philip Smith, said that. But now the young man is getting his own lawnmower free of charge there in, I think it's Monroe, North Carolina, where this happened, in Union County, N.C., and he may have had bad news happen with his lemonade stand getting held up at gunpoint. And they're still looking, as far as I know, no one's been arrested. And it was a teenager, we know that for a fact, that did hold him up at gunpoint to steal his $17. But now the youngster getting his own lawnmower, what a hustler. When I was nine years old, as he is, I only had one job, I think. And that was like helping my family out. Maybe I, I moonlighted and did some yard work, but I mostly did work on the farm. And that was hard work. Don't get me wrong. This kid, he's got a lemonade stand and he's wanting to cut grass. Maybe there is hope in America. I've given up on the youngsters, but maybe this nine-year-old Tar Heel native is going to teach us all a great lesson. Philip Smith, you're the father. I salute you here on the Y'all Show. And finally, here on our headlines from across Dixie, this is a intriguing story. In the state of Tennessee, we have an idea of what you get if it's your last meal, if you're on death row. In fact, there's going to be a scheduled execution in the Volunteer State tomorrow at 8 p.m. as a man is scheduled to die for raping and killing a 7-year-old Knox County girl 30 years ago. Well, we know what past Tennessee death row inmates have asked for for their final meal. We've got that information now. It's just coming out thanks to a local Nashville television station doing the research, WKRN, which used to have a person named Oprah Winfrey working there in Nashville for that station. Well, first of all, I've got to give credit to this guy, Cecil Johnson, who was killed in 2009. He was executed. His last meal was, well, he refused his last meal. So, Cecil, thank you for saving the taxpayers of Tennessee from having to buy you a meal. Steve Henley, who was executed in 2009, requested a seafood plate of shrimp, oysters, fried fish, onion rings, and hush puppies for his last meal. Steve, is there anything else you could have asked for? I mean, you're about to meet your maker, and you're going to be loaded up with fried food. That's not very healthy for you, Steve. Also, Daryl Holton, he made no special request before he was executed in 2007. That's good. Philip Workman executed in 2007, requested a vegetarian pizza be delivered to a homeless person. The state denied that request, but the following day, PETA delivered 20 large veggie pizzas to the Nashville Rescue Mission. <laughs> Pretty neat. Sedley Alley requested a last meal of pizza pockets, cookies, and ice cream before he was executed in 2006. And the inmate that's scheduled to be injected by lethal injection Tomorrow night, there's no word on what Billy Ray Eirich has requested for his last meal as he will be executed. I think they do that in Nashville. There's the death row in, in the prison there in Nashville. And that's news from the state of Tennessee and beyond here in our southern headlines. Hey, speaking of Nashville, we're going to have a lot of country music on today's show. We've got a tribute to Mel Tillis. Today would have been his 86th birthday. He passed away back in the fall, and we're going to give old Mel a tribute here later this hour. You don't want to miss it. Great southerner. Also coming up next, and, and we're, speaking of country music, we're going to have Precious Harris stop by an hour too with lots of information about country music too. Coming up next, though, Jonathan Leifheit. He's ready, willing, and able to tell us what is going on with the Atlantic Coast Conference. 
including the North Carolina Tar Heels back in the news because they're bad boys, bad boys. Oh, what you gonna do? They're gonna come for the Carolina Blue. We'll be right back with more Y'all with John Ross. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646. And we are back on the Y'all Show on 8-8-18. I'm your host, John Rawl, and we now turn our attention on Y'all to the Atlantic Coast Conference. And we bring in our ACC man, Jonathan Lifeite, 24-7 Sports. Hello, Jonathan. How's it going, John? Oh, it is going good, and it ought to be really going good for you because, Jonathan, we've got everybody practicing now. How about that? Yeah, it's a good thing. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about, and... And think about and listen to and and kind of speculate. So it's it's a good time of year. As, well, well as that, I like to quote my my uh, my favorite Andy Williams song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, now that we've got stuff to talk about it, I need to run to the girls' room for a minute. So I'm going to give you the mic, and I'll be back in about 20 minutes. So Jonathan, have at it. <laughs> you don't have any questions for me, huh? No. If you got that much to talk about, then fire away. Who needs questions? You go, boy. <laughs> all right well i think first thing is is uh, as you mentioned we're all practicing again uh so it's good to see everybody i think most everybody started on uh, thursday and friday reported in on thursday kicked off on friday and uh i believe today was the first day everybody could be in pads so uh, a lot of hitting going on okay hitting going on and as you said everybody in camp now getting set for the 2018 kickoff well, it, I wish it was all happy news, Jonathan. Your friends in Chapel Hill just somehow love to be in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Tell us about this baker's dozen of Tar Heel football players that got in trouble for selling shoes. Yeah, they they did do that. It was a, an interesting bunch, including uh, you know we talked in previous uh, weeks about uh, their quarterback situation, and they needed to kind of figure out between Elliott and Surratt which one was going to be the quarterback. Well. Surratt just took a big old step backwards because guess what? He was one of those 13. So, um, you know, they're going to be out. I believe they're all going to spend four games out 
Um, interestingly enough, instead of giving them all the first four games of the year, they're going to actually stagger that throughout the year. So um, interesting kind of a, a way that they're handling that. You know, most of the time it is the beginning of the year. So I think they're trying to minimize the impact a little bit. But, you know, their first four games, I don't think they had any conference games any, anyway in there. So not sure why they, they chose that particular tack. I know they play they play it. at California in one of those four games early in the season. Don't they play an SEC team? Uh, you know, I don't have don't know. I don't think so. Okay, unless it's like Vanderbilt or somebody. So I, I thought they played like a. I could be wrong. I could be confusing them with someone else. But uh, I could have sworn that North Carolina played some kind of SEC team in that first four games. Maybe they're taking. No, they've got actually their first four games are at California. Um, and then they've got Central Florida visiting. Ah, there's where I got confused. They're playing the national champs. That's right. And then they've got, after that, uh, they've got, uh, excuse me, they've got uh, California, at California, and then they've got at East Carolina, UCF coming to visit them, and then Pitt is going to be uh, uh, visiting them as well. Let's see, who's their other other one? Western Carolina down ah. the road in, in, uh, in uh, November, so... Three of their first four conference games are non-conference, so, you know, but uh, interesting that they chose to, to, to kind of stagger them. Yeah, and that game at East, is at East Carolina, and that's a trap game. It's not a very easy schedule to start with for Fedora and the Heels, and now they're going to be having a few players not eligible to play, but, hey, that was a dumb decision. I mean, surely, Jonathan, surely the North Carolina Athletic Department is doing their due diligence to keep players from getting in the news, right? No, I wouldn't. I would not necessarily agree with that. They're <laughs> okay. surely doing that uh, based on, uh, you know, as you mentioned, they've been making the, the headlines and the news for all the wrong reasons. So this, just to me, is more evidence of that. Well, as I said on the show earlier this week, when this news first broke about the North Carolina players selling their Snickers, or not sneaker, Snickers, Snickers, I'm thinking of Snickers. I like Snickers, too. Uh, now I'm hungry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they sold these shoes. And North Carolina, I think I'm right on this. I, I think they're the only college program that has the Jordan brand attached to their equipment. Does that sound right? I believe that is correct. Okay, and there's an obvious reason for that. So whenever they sell Jordan brand football cleats or whatever they've got to other random people out there, it's going to stand out. It's going to be pretty noticeable. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to avoid that. Now, I understand the guy that bought that stuff. He may have bought some from others, other schools as well. Um, and so this, I think this is going to end up being a continuing story. But nonetheless, uh, you know, kind of hard to pass it up. You know, on top of that, some of those guys were getting up close to two grand for their shoes. Oh, so really? doing quite well with that uh um you know making some serious serious cash off of that stuff i know you're a sneakerhead what is the highest amount you've ever paid for a pair of tennis shoes uh probably a hundred bucks <laughs> okay that's probably a little bit more than i've paid of course i still that, i haven't got over the fact when i was a youngster jonathan i've always loved flags and when i was a youngster around 1982 maybe I was at the shopping mall. Remember shopping malls? Do you remember those? I, I do. Yeah. I was at the shopping mall with my mother back when I had a mom that could buy me stuff. And 
we were shopping for shoes, and I saw this really cool pair of shoes that had a British flag on them. And I said, that is so cool. I don't really like Britain, but it had a flag on it. So I made my mother buy this pair of shoes I'd never heard of before. And if you know your sneakers, it was Reebok. It was their first entry into the U.S. market around that time period. And that's my only sneaker claim to fame. Yeah, so the only the only ones I've ever spent more than, a, you know, like I said, 125 or so, 100 are, are for, for shoes for running or walking. Um, because my feet are so flat, it's hard to find the right ones. And so hey. if you've ever had a bad pair of shoes, you'll pay for a good pair. Well, I, I mean, look on the bright side, Jonathan. When, when, let's say, the country of Belize decides to attack us at the border, you won't have to go serve because you're flat-footed. Well, that and I'm a lot older than anybody. <laughs> okay, watch out for those Belize Belize Army. Jonathan, let's move over to a store that came out this week on the Enemy website, ESPN.com. They put out what's called the 50 players to watch for, the rankings of the top 50 players in college football this year. I'm going to go through it with the ACC angle with you on this, but just your overall thoughts on this listing by ESPN of the top 50 players entering 2018. Yeah, I think the first thing that stood out to me was – um, and I mentioned this uh, last week, um, Clemson had four players on their defensive line, all four players on their defensive line, named as all ACC players. And then I go look at this list, and out of the 24 top players, uh, all four of them appeared there. So they have a ridiculous uh, defensive line. So uh, that's the, I think that was the first thing that kind of caught my mind. So those, my, those uh, four eye. players, you're saying those four Clemson defensive players are – four of the top 24 players in all of football? Well, this guy is saying that. I'm not necessarily saying that myself, but okay. he believes that. Now, I, I will say that they are certainly among, you know, some of the better players in the country. Um, you know, it's top 24. I don't know. I could, you know, you could argue even if you have four, four defensive linemen in the top 50, that's still pretty ridiculous. And uh, they certainly are. Holy cow, they've got some talent on their line. Yes, they do. Well, let's first start off with that first Tiger on the list coming in at number four, actually, on this list from ESPN is Christian Wilkins, a defensive lineman for the Tigers, and he's going to be a senior this year, and Mel Kuypers says he's the number one senior defensive tackle available for the 2019 draft. Your thoughts on Mr. Wilkins? Oh, he's he's all that and then some. I mean, this is one guy that, uh, you know, he's also a pretty big leader for Clemson as well, so... Um, He's he's really kind of a, a all-purpose guy. He's he's done a lot of stuff. He's even you know appeared on special teams, which ought to tell you something. When you have a defensive lineman that runs out there on special teams, has the speed to do that, that's uh that's pretty telling. All right, another defensive playmaker right there at number five on the list, Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle, a junior this year for the Tigers. Yep, he's been playing uh, pretty much since he was a true freshman. And, uh, you know, now he'll be a junior this year, and he has um, already been, you know, just making play after play. So uh, those two t- teamed up in the middle, wow. I just wish that uh, my team could have that kind of talent. <laughs> number, number 12 on the list is another Tiger, Clylon Farrell, maybe the coolest name in all of the top 50. He's a yep, deep, defensive guess- end. And guess what? There's another defensive end from another defensive lineman from Clemson on the list. I don't even know what to say. So this guy, 
uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna sack some quarterbacks. That's for sure. Hey, that's only number three, Jonathan. We still got a ways to go here, sir. I know. I know. All right, you ready for the next one? Sure, fire. Well, uh, you tell me who it is. I think it's going to be Austin Bryant, number twenty-four. Uh, nope, it's going to be Cam Akers from Florida State. Oh, see, I skipped over him, thinking that it was a tiger. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead and tell us about Mister Green Acres. Yeah, Akers, uh, he uh, set the Florida State uh, in a single-season record for freshmen last year for Florida State, uh, broke a 1,000 yards. And uh, if you remember, last year Florida State had some pretty ridiculous uh, quarterback issues where they were uh, basically uh, they were injuring them as fast as they could put them out on the field, it seemed like. So to have a guy come in as a freshman, run for over a 1,000 yards, knowing that there is no passing game uh, to speak of, Uh, guess what? That's a pretty good indicator of some talent right there. Yep. Well, Clemson got a little jealous, so they are going to come in now at 24 with Austin Bryant on this list of top players from ESPN, a defensive end, and he is a senior. So see you later, Austin, after this year. Yeah, and I hope all four of them go, to be honest with you. I'm a little tired to see those guys line up and and blow everybody up. So uh, he is uh, – you know, another incredible talent and incredible speed. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, in the in the the list you mentioned they highlighted it was how he actually lined up in coverage against a wide receiver on a fourth down play, and and uh, in that on that play, Brian actually made the play and blew it up and uh, dropped him for a five yard loss. So now you have a defensive end that lined up to cover a wide receiver. And he was effective at doing that. That ought to tell you some a little bit about how fast he is. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And we're talking ACC football with our ACC go-to guy, Jonathan Leifheit. And we're talking about the top 50 list, according to ESPN, of players entering 2018. The Knowles are back at it at number 34 with a guy who recorded two interceptions against the Florida Gators last year, Levante Taylor, a cornerback for FSU. Yep, Levante, uh, you know, last year is his first year as a starter. Um, really probably one of the best cover backs in the, in the, in the league. Um, so he's going to be kind of the leader of that group, I think, for Florida State this coming year. This guy had a great end to 2017, rushing for nearly 900 yards in the final five games of the season. Boston College's A.J. Dillon, what do you remember about him last year? Yeah, you know, so uh, it just seems like uh, Boston College usually has a pretty solid running back, and uh, Dylan uh, really kind of came into his own last year, um, really had a great uh, end of the season. I think he uh, ended up last five games at least 149 yards in all five of those games, um, and so, he, you know, he's got a, got a lot to, to show for what he did last year. And, you know, he was a true freshman and rushed for darn near 1,600 yards. That's, that's, a, phenomenal, uh, that's a phenomenal year. So uh, this guy's only a sophomore, so he's, he's really uh, uh, looks like he'll uh, be able to put up some numbers. Well, in the Bible, Cain and Abel, there was some jealousy going on there. Well, the Clemson offense is a little de- jealous of the Clemson D. And so finally, the Clemson offense puts a person in the top 50, coming in at number 40 on this ESPN list of prospects for 2018 is wide receiver T Higgins for the Tigers. Yeah, Higgins is a is a big tall guy, 6'4", uh, 200 pounds. So he's going to he's going to be quite a quite a target for whichever quarterback uh, Clemson ends up uh, trotting out there. So um really uh really talented guy. Um I think he he was doing pretty well last year 
Um, had some injuries, but uh, apparently he's back to full speed, and, and I think Clemson will get some big numbers out of him as well. And the final ACC person amongst this top 50 players of 2018, according to ESPN, is Miami Hurricane linebacker Shaq Quarterman. Yeah, Quarterman, uh, you know, as a, as a Georgia, Georgia Tech guy, I've seen him play a good bit, and he is really a, a really strong player, um, really fast, um, plays uh, plays really hard, really plays very heady. I think he's a you know pretty intelligent guy out there, not just relying on his raw athleticism, but really does that. And then on top of that, I think this guy's probably uh, you're looking at for this coming year, uh, probably be one of the leaders on that on that Hurricane defense, and they should have a pretty good defense. So, um, you know, kind of saying that about him speaks pretty highly of him. And if you haven't seen this list from ESPN, the number one guy was Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston, who has already declared for the NFL draft. He'll be eligible to play one more year, but he already has declared for the NFL in 2019, and he's going to be a force for the Cougars in 2018. But that is a list of the ACC guys, primarily here on the show, that we wanted to cover for you. And, Jonathan, i got to ask, who got left off this list? You know, there's a, probably a, a couple of guys, you know, when I start thinking through that, and it really kind of, I think some of the quarterbacks, there, there's a number of guys that, you know, you probably want to start to look at. Uh, you know, at Florida State, DeAndre, DeAndre Francois, he'll be coming back. Um, I think he uh, is a pretty strong player. Is he totally um, healthy now? I think he is. And, you know, the issue, I think he, he did have some offseason issues uh, that were kind of off the field. Uh, more so than on the field, but uh, I think he is pretty healthy as well. Um, then also a quarterback up at uh, Virginia Tech, I think uh, uh, Josh Jackson is primed to probably have a pretty decent year. Uh, again, he was one that uh, he flirted with some offseason issues, but apparently that all worked out. Um, so I think if he can keep his head on straight, that's those are a couple guys I think that, that kind of got left off. Um, the other piece, when I looked through this list, I didn't see a lot of linemen on there. And, uh, you know, offensive linemen, I should say, um, from, from too many places. So I think they probably need to go back and look at that um, and, you know, take a look at some of the, some of the linemen that are out there uh, across, across the league and, and other leagues as well. Jonathan, this uh, list again is from ESPN. I'd love to see you come up with your own list one day, but we'll be watching all of these <laughs> players. i got to ask you, with all the love shown to Clemson in this list from ESPN, Kelly Bryant was not on there. Your thoughts on him as a quarterback? He must not be I good think, enough to be in the top 50, according to ESPN. No, and I don't think he is, uh, okay. to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I think uh, they've got a, a guy that's probably waiting in the wings looking to take over named Trevor. I believe his name is Trevor Lawrence. That's right, Georgia and, boy. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be uh, – probably take over. Last year, if you watched any of their games, Bryant just seemed to – I don't know, he was missing something, and, and largely teams – by the end of the year, we're starting to stack the box a little bit against them and, and kind of start to limit them from a run perspective. Um, Pitt did this, uh, you know, very well. And I believe they were the, uh, not Pitt, uh, NC State did a good job of that against them and almost managed to pull off kind of an upset at some, at one point. So, you know, from that standpoint, I, I don't think Bryant is going to be their quarterback of the future, but, you know, he may take some steps forward and, and, and prove me wrong. But, you know, I think probably, uh, they're going to be better off when they get Lawrence in there. All right. Again, ACC programs now practicing for the start of the season. In just a few weeks, we'll have real live football action. Toe meets leather, JL. 
Absolutely. One of my favorite expressions. From Al Seraldo, right? That is correct. Uh, Georgia Tech, great play-by-play guy. Georgia Tech's had a lot of great ones through the years, and we'll be listening for whoever's calling Georgia Tech this year. Who is that, by the way? Andy Demetra? It would be Andy Demetra. Okay. I only ask because, golly, Georgia Tech's gone through a couple of guys in the last couple of years. Yeah, so uh, you had uh, Wes Durham, and he took off, and he's been doing stuff around the ACC uh, for TV and also you know, a, a variety of sports. I actually was looked up on my TV this summer and ha- or a week or two ago, and he was doing a seven-on-seven tournament. So he's just been doing everything. Hmm. So And that followed up with uh, Brandon Godin, um, who was formerly from uh, – uh, Butler up in uh, up in uh, Indiana, yeah, Indianapolis. He did a good job, but then you know he he got picked, ended up getting picked up by one of the video games to be the announcer for the football on the video game. I think it was one of the EA Sports or something like that games that picked up. So he's been doing some of that work, and then Andy Demetra came in last year to to kind of pick up. So kind of on our third guy in, in, in recent years, but hopefully Andy stick around for a while well Gamecock fans know his voice and his appearance because he was on the Gamecock Sports Network for a number of years in Columbia South Carolina Jonathan if you don't charge too much here I'd like to do double duty for you I'd like you to talk a little ACC basketball before we let you go are you able to do that Uh, we can try okay you can go ahead and start the meter on a a double the rate on me here how about the news that came out on Tuesday, as Chris Paul, former Wake Forest Demon Deke, he's donated $2.5 million to the Wake Forest basketball program. You know, that, that's a really good for them, and that's good for ACC. You know, Wake Forest has got a pretty strong tradition um, over the years, and, and you know, they had, they've had they had times when they've been good, and, you know, they kind of slipped back down again after uh, the untimely uh, death of, uh, oh, shoot, now I forget his name. Skip, Skip Prosser, right? Skip Prosser, thank yeah. you very much. And uh, good to see them kind of, you know, Danny Manning's got them, I think, probably headed back in the right direction. And, and uh, Chris Paul's done a lot of work also on uh, uh, supporting some of the, I think, on the AAU circuit or the summer circuit, whatever you want. He's got some teams out there. So it's good to see him give back and I think, uh, you know, helps to get uh, some resources back to the, you know, ACC teams. Paul now plays for the Houston Rockets, and I didn't realize that his hometown is – Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So he played for the hometown Deeks when he suited up in black and gold. And and I love the fact that an active NBA player is donating millions of dollars to something, in this case an alma mater. He's not doing it when he's about to die. He's doing it in the prime of his NBA career. And what a great job there by Chris Paul of the Wake Forest Demon Deeks. Now back to our favorite Tobacco Road School, Jonathan. And I say that biting biting my lip here. The University of North Carolina announced they're going to put the court at uh, the Dean Dome is going to be named in honor of Roy Williams. What do you think of that? Well, you know, I'd have to go and kind of line up his career at UNC against Dean Smith, but I think he's close to him in national championships. So, you know, I kind of get the I get the reasoning why, but, you know, I'm not sure that he's been there anywhere near as long. So just the court versus the calling the whole center i guess that's fine it's kind of like what uh what uh what georgia tech did with uh you know you got bobby dodd stadium and uh at the historic grant field so i i get it okay well speaking of that georgia tech recently did a refurb on their basketball floor and i don't remember seeing it labeled as crimmins court speaking of coaches having courts named after them bobby crimmins longtime georgia tech coach 
Do you know about that? Do you know anything about yeah, that? Yeah, actually, actually, it was named Crimmins Court a long time ago. Um, they had actually, it was named that prior to the major renovation they did, um, you know, back in like the 2012 time. Uh, so the old Alexander Memorial Coliseum actually had Crimmins Court on it. it. It was still considered Crimmins Court, but they had not put really put the name on it. Um, I think, you know, partially because he returned to coaching and, and also just because of the, the, the way the renovation went. And then they redid, when they redid the floor with Bobby back out of coaching, I think they put his name back down there uh, where it belongs, in my opinion. All right. Well, come on, Jonathan. He coached for the College of Charleston. That's, that's not really returning to coaching, is it? Uh, well, yeah, it is. They have a pretty good program down there at times. Uh, they finally made the tournament this past year. They'd been out of it for 20 years, I think, the Cougars. I don't like College of Charleston, by the way. That's my rival. Oh. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. I always liked to, I always liked, they had a coach down there, Jim Cressy, that was great, and I thought he was a really good coach. John Cress. John Cress. Yeah, okay. yeah, and he's still there, and he's got that god-awful Yankee accent, and he's often <laughs> – I mean, he's, like, really thick. I think he's from, like – Massachusetts or something, and a guy from Massachusetts talking in Charleston, South Carolina, you stand out for sure. John- that would be to the case. Yep, Jonathan, I can't thank you enough for once again bringing the heat here on our ACC report. All right, thank you much. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Well, that wraps up this ACC report this week. When we come back, we've got a little Southern history to pass your way as we wrap up Hour 1 of the Wednesday Y'all. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, Tom Bodette here. Apparently it's super cool to do this voice when you're trying to be real serious. It's called vocal fry. Yeah. So I just want to stress how at Motel 6 you can get a great room for a great low pride. <coughs> how do they keep this up? I feel like I have mono. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 and we'll leave the lozenge on for you. Light, I meant light. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Man, thank you. All right, y'all want to help me sing this one? I'll tell you when to come in, okay? I'll tell you when to come in. I call collect on the phone. You say you're tired and alone. But it sounds like someone else is lying there. She said, don't call me no more. I've changed the locks on my door. It's a too late now. I know you'll never change. <laughs> she said, you're just a Coca-Cola cowboy. You got an Eastwood smile and a Robert Redford hair. I see you up there. But you walked across my heart like it was Texas You taught me how to say I just don't care 
And that's the voice of Lonnie Melvin Tillis, born August 8, 1932 in Tampa, Florida. Yes, Mel Tillis, the country music legend who died in November of last year at the age of 85. Mel, happy birthday, sir. And a great Southerner. That was his number one smash from 1979, Coca-Cola Cowboy. And that was, if you can't remember, it was a big hit. And it was from the movie Every Which Way But Loose, the Clint Eastwood film. And it was a big part of that movie. And it was a big part of country music history. And Mel Tillis took that to the top in 1979. And again, we salute this country music legend. We we're going to have more country music news coming up in hour two with Precious Harris with her Nashville music line. But while we had a few extra minutes here in our first hour, I want to give a little salute to old Mel. Because Mel, well, he, his story may not what, be what you think. First of all, he's a Floridian. And we really haven't seen all that many Floridians head north to Nashville in country music history. So for the first thing, he, he may have been a trailblazer on that front coming from his native Florida to the state of Tennessee to cut records. He would actually move as a youngster to Pahokee, Florida, which is near West Palm Beach. And he got malaria as a youngster, and that is how he developed a stutter. So that stutter that Mel Tillis was famous for wasn't an act. He really did have a stutter because of malaria. He learned the drums as well as guitar at the age of 16, got in the talent show competition, won one, and then he attended the University of Florida. Go Gators! But then he dropped out and joined the U.S. Air Force. And while stationed in Okinawa, he formed a band called the Westerners, which started playing at local nightclubs in Okinawa. And after leaving the Air Force, he went to work with the railroad in Tampa, and he used his railroad pass to visit Nashville for the first time. Eventually got an audition with Wesley Rose of the famous Nashville publishing house Acuff Rose Music, and that's how his songwriting career began. He wrote I'm Tired, which was a number three country hit for Webb Pierce back in 1957. He also wrote Honky Tonk Song in the Tupelo County Jail. Ray Price and Brenda Lee made hits with some of Mel Tillis's material. And then he really got on a roll with his songwriting and ended up becoming his own singer. And kind of had songs out in the 60s, but it really wasn't until the 1970s when Mel Tillis started making hits on the charts. And if you go back to the song that kind of got him going on the charts, that would have been Heart Over Mine in 1970. That was his first top five song. His first number one song, I love this one, I Ain't Never. Yeah, that was in 1972, I Ain't Never. was number. That's not very good English, I know. But Mel did a good job singing it, for sure. He also had a number one song in 1976 with... Good Woman Blues and Heart Healer was a topper for him. I Believe in You, number one in 1978. As we said, Coca-Cola Cowboy topped the chart in 1979. And then when you moved into the 80s, he also had a string of top ten hits. The number one song in that bunch was Southern Rains. And I love that song, Southern Rains, blowing from the coast of Mississippi. Okay, I'm no Mel Tillis. I'll leave the singing to, to greats like Mel Tillis and those who also left us way too soon. But Mel Tillis, today would have been his birthday, of course. Some people may know him as the father of Pam Tillis, who had her own legacy in Nashville of making hits in the 1990s and the other Tillis connections in country music. But 
What a great Southerner and a Floridian. And again, today, August 8th, would have been his 86th birthday. He died in November, as we said, and we just miss him. He was such a good person, a member of the Grand Ole Opry, and he died on November 19th at the age of 85. Mel Tillis, happy birthday, sir. Again, more country music coming your way in hour two. Precious Harris will be aboard to tell us the latest from Music Row. And we also have, coming up after the break, hashtag hullabaloo. That and a whole lot more coming up on y'all with the General John Rawl. Happy birthday, man. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. And Vistaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575. Eight, eight, and ain't it great? Hey there, welcome back to the Y'all Show for Hour 2 on a wonderful Wednesday. Hope you're doing great. We're having a good time spinning the records and talking country music with tributes to people like Mel Tillis in Hour 1. And we've got more country music talk right around the bend as Precious Harris is going to join us from Nashville Music City, USA with her Nashville music line. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I've got something to... A big question to ask her, what is her birthday? And there's a reason for that. And you'll want to stick around for that, the Nashville Music Line, coming up in the next segment here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Well, let's dive into... Hashtag hullabaloo on this August 8th. And we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're actually going to start the madness, not on Twitter... But on Facebook, I've been tearing it up on Facebook lately. Look out. I'm putting the warning out. <laughs> so if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you better watch what you put because it could end up all across the galaxy thanks to the Y'all Show. My friend Lindsay, Lindsay a female that is. I'm not going to embarrass these people by using their whole name. But Lindsay on Facebook, she had a great post. You know, it's time... Now for people to go back to school and the kids go back to school and the parents have to get conditioned for that. Well, here's what Lindsay put on Facebook this week. Mom failed. School starts next week. 
I thought I had more time. Come on, Lindsay. You've got to know when your kids go back to school. Maybe she's just trying to be funny. But yeah, mom fail. If that were true and if it is true, Lindsay, that is a mom fail. you got to know when your kids are going back to school for your own sanity so that you'll know, hey, if you're having a great time with your kids, it's like, oh, man, I don't want them to go back to school so soon. Or if your kids are prone to be bad from time to time and you're just like, oh, I can't wait for them to go back to school. I need... My peace and quiet. I need to take my early afternoon naps. Well, then you've got that date on the calendar circled. A lot of schools start back with half days, so it, it's kind of confusing as if, if going back to school on your calendar was confusing enough, then you have to remember, oh gosh, this first day or maybe even the first week, they're half days. So you got to get your schedule adjusted for that kind of weird thing going on. But yeah, mom fail for you, Lindsay, for sure. My friend Chad on Facebook, he introduced a word I had never seen before, and he had a big picture. He evidently has got a new puppy. It's a big lab, it looks like. And this pat, this puppy is just lapping up. It looks like coffee, okay? And on the picture, it's got the dog got stuff all over it, as a dog would do if it were drinking coffee or whatever. And Chad wrote, enjoying her puppuccino thanks to Starbucks. Now, I am no coffee drinker, so forgive me, I am definitely not in touch with my inner coffee self. I'm also, if I were a coffee drinker, I don't think I'd go to Starbucks. Just me and Starbucks, we, we don't we don't jihaw, okay? But evidently, according to my crack research team here at the Y'all Show, Murray and more, <laughs> Starbucks offers something called a puppuccino, P-U-P-P, U-C-C-I-N-O. And, and and it's a legitimate drink. If you don't know about this and you love your animal, you might want to think about going to a Starbucks. And the Starbucks says, there are literally thousands of drinks on the Starbucks secret menu, but only one of them is dog-friendly. It's called the Puppuccino. And apparently pups love them, as witnessed by the dozens of videos on social media of dogs devouring Puppuccinos in seconds flat. So I'll give Starbucks some credit. They are being pet friendly and offering something for the canine Americans to drink. I don't know if it's cat friendly, but a puppuccino, if you're a dog, looks like a great treat. Starbucks, where you can have a drink for your dog, but you don't let minorities come sit down in your restaurant that's just, that's bad I'm, I'm kidding they as you well know back in may i think it was they closed down to have a training because in philadelphia pennsylvania they kicked some people out but i wonder if they let dogs in you know now that they let people come in and spend all day long not even buying anything to use the restroom i wonder if they let dogs come in there because face it there's a lot of people out there that don't like dogs or maybe they like dogs but they just they don't trust dogs and i get it I mean, I don't like a dog that I don't know, even if I do know the dog, but certainly if I don't like the dog, and if it's a big dog for sure, a dog is, they're friendly friendly creatures, and guess what? Sometimes I don't want a friendly creature jumping up on me, especially when I'm wearing my nice seersucker suit, for example. I don't want a dog's dirty paws pushing up on my suit. Get out of here, dog. Get on out of here. Get on out of here, dog. But you can't really yell at a dog because the owner takes it very personal. 
Uh, it's uh, there's there's some definite pet etiquette that we all need to learn. And don't don't think that if you're a pet owner that the whole world loves your pet. Okay, not everybody is crazy about pets. A lady that was near and dear to me, she was my second mother. I love her to death. She passed away about ten years ago. I had a great dog, a miniature schnauzer. I, I wish so much she would have given it the time of day. But this lady, Miss Lupo, on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina, bless her heart, when she was a young kid, she was born in 1914, but she was a young kid growing up in rural South Carolina, she was bitten by a rabid dog. So for the rest of her life, and golly, when she was attacked by this dog back in the 19-teens or early 20s, you wouldn't believe how much she had to un undergo to get rid of the rabies. All kinds of shots that lasted for, I think she said they were like tubes that they had to give her of stuff. I mean, it was awful. It's awful now, but imagine what it would have been nearly 100 years ago. And as, as great of a lady as she was, Christian lady, she hated dogs. She didn't want to be near a dog. So there's people out there that have that fear, and I, I get it. So, yes, yeah, Starbucks with the Puppuccino. Thanks to Chad for sharing that with us here on hashtag hullabaloo. Now, this was a gif that I found on Facebook that I just had to show because or share with you because it's funny. It is a picture of a legal pad with absolutely nothing on it and a pen right beside it. So blank legal pad pen beside it. <laughs> And the GIF says, here is a comprehensive list of everything you're entitled to and what the world owes you. <laughs> that's creative and that's funny. The world owes you nothing. Zilch. And I appreciate the image to go along with that. No, the world doesn't owe anybody anything. And I appreciate that visual reinforcement here on today's Y'all Show. I don't know where that came from, but I saw it on Facebook. You can spend... Your whole life just surfing through social media, especially Facebook, and find hilarious stuff that will keep you occupied. And we're helping to bring this to the South here on the Y'all Show. And, and maybe all of you today can go get a camera, take a picture of a blank legal pad with a pen beside it, and share it with everybody you know. Because there are people out there who think the world owes them something. The world doesn't owe me anything. I'm just thankful to be here. Very thankful. And I'm sure most of you feel the same way. Lanny on Facebook. Lanny, friend of mine, Southern Miss guy through and through. He's the publisher of Big Gold Nation, Southern Miss website. I've had lunch at this place with Lanny. So this, this breaks my heart. If you've ever been on US 49 passing through Hattiesburg, maybe on your way to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, this is, this is just bad news. What's the world coming to but Lanny today on Facebook has, well, today was going pretty good. Then I learned that Poe Boy Express has closed their doors. Man, I would have loved one last steak bomb. Yeah, a, a place in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, called Poe Boy Express. Been there forever. It's right across US 49 from the Southern Miss football stadium, M.M. Roberts Stadium. The Rock is what it's called. By the way, Southern Miss, to the top, <laughs> for all the Golden Eagle fans listening and all of you in Conference USA. But, yeah, this was a great place. And I, Lanny had, 
he and I dined there on more than one occasion, I think. I'd been there more, more than once. I can't remember if Lanny was with me every time. But, God, they had a great po' boy. And they loaded it up with little baby shrimp. And, golly, I, I can't believe this place is closed. Now, they have closed that location. The question is, Po' Boy Express, the, at least the one in Mississippi, they had two other locations, one in Oak Grove, which is right outside of Hattiesburg, and one in Ocean Springs, which is down on the coast of Mississippi. Now, Oak Grove, they may be known for their Po' Boy Express, but you know what Oak Grove, Mississippi if there is a town, it might just be a part of Hattiesburg. You know what they're famous for? Their assistant football coach at Oak Grove High School, a guy named Brett Favre. Yeah, he lives in the Hattiesburg area, and he has been a coach for Oak Grove. I think they're the Warriors. I think I'm right on that. But, uh, yeah, Oak Grove in the Hattiesburg area may still have its Po' Boy Express, Ocean Springs, may have there. I don't really know. Obviously, this was a long-time restaurant that, that nobody probably saw that it would be closing, but they have closed their Hattiesburg location. And don't be confused. If you're listening to us in Louisiana, there is another chain of restaurants in the Pelican State called Po' Boy Express. I don't think these are related. I think they're two different companies operating under that same name, Po' Boy Express. But wherever you may be located, Hattiesburg, or Helsinki, a po' boy is a wonderful, wonderful creation. I think they started in New Orleans. I believe that's where po' boys originated. And if you don't have a deli near you that can serve up a po' boy anytime soon, I'll give Popeye's credit. Their po' boys are, are pretty pretty good. They're good. Get, they'll get you by, okay? Don't want to give them too much credit. But, yeah, in Hattiesburg, passing through there, you can no longer stop off at Po' Boy Express. That is... As Ross Perot would say, that's just sad. Well, what's not sad is we got lots of country music talk coming up next with Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about Leroy Van Dyke. We're going to talk about Keith Ibn. And we're going to talk about Jason Aldean and more. It's all coming up with Precious after the break. You're listening to Y'all with John Rawls. Bluestar Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Bluestar soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Bluestar worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. 
And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. Investaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575. Can't sleep, ain't no sleep of coming. I'm just lying here thinking about you. I'm in deep, falling deep into the picture in my mind of everything we're gonna do. Over at the lake and down by the river, you can feel it start to rise. I wanna jump in my car, go wherever you are, cause I need you by my side. Gonna be a long hot summer. We should be together with your feet up on the dashboard now. Singing along with the radio. It's such a beautiful sound. And we are back on the Y'all Show with the General John Rawl, and we talk all things Southern on Y'all. And each Wednesday, we're glad to be joined by Precious Harris. And the Nashville Music Line and Precious right there. We heard some Keith Urban music on the program. And what in the world happened to Keith Urban as he went up to New Jersey and evidently left his wallet somewhere? Do you know about this story? I have not heard it because I'm not really a gossip monger. Okay. But uh, for Keith to do something like that is really, really unusual because he's usually – I've interviewed him several times, and he's usually one of those people who's got it all together. Well, this isn't gossip, Precious. This is actually on Fox News. I saw it on CBS News, and it's a great... Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. You're a Fox News boy. No, 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 no. Actually, I think I first saw it on CBS News. I may have even seen it on some other reputable website. But, yeah, Keith Urban, this is a great story because it's really not a great thing for him. It's the woman that helped him out. Evidently, Keith was in New Jersey, which is above our Mason-Dixon line, in case you didn't know that. And he, he was up there for a concert in Medford, New Jersey, and he went to a local grocery store or, or convenience store called Wawa. Have you ever been to a Wawa? No, but I've heard of them. I have two clients from New Jersey. Okay, well, he went into the coffee uh, section of the Wawa in Medford, NJ, and he evidently had a hard time coming up with the money to pay for a cup of coffee. So a woman there noticed it and helped pay for his cup of coffee and then she said that she realized that she recognized him, but she couldn't quite place him. And it turned out that it was Keith Urban. And she, and she she actually bought Keith Urban a cup of coffee. She has a history of doing this kind of stuff. Ruth Reed has made it a goal to once a week pick up the tab for customers at this Wawa. It just so happened on this day that the substitute teacher helped step in and help Keith Urban out. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. I love it when you pay it forward. Yeah. You know, but how could Keith Urban not have enough money for a cup of coffee? Well, you have to realize when he travels, 
everybody, you know, he has the tour manager to do things for him. And he has people that, you know, cause especially we've on tour with other acts that they, when I was on the CMT tour, we had one person that was responsible for running and getting things and making sure that, you know, that bus calls right and making sure your stage right or stage left and let them know when, you know, here comes the fan line, you got less than 33 minutes, you know, so he's probably used to having someone there take care of all that for him because he is so popular that, you know, he could get mobbed and he would never make it to the show. Well, he actually had a bodyguard with him at the convenience store. Now that's another crazy question. How could the bodyguard not step up and help the client with a few dollars if, if need be? But uh, well, here's another weird thing, Precious. If you see huh? the picture of Keith Urban with Ruth in this picture, he looks just like Keith Urban. <laughs> so the point is, if he's so worried about having a bodyguard, wouldn't you want to do some sort of disguise when you're out in public going to convenience stores? Well, some people do. I mean, I remember running into Tim McGraw with a disguise on at the Kroger Green Hills, and uh, I didn't look. This person was approaching me and with little round sun, dark sunglasses walking right toward me. And I thought, well, I moved out of the way. And he, you know, said, hey, Precious, you doing okay? And he pulled the glasses down, and it was Tim McGraw. Mm. I said, oh, what are you doing? He said, trying to shop where nobody recognizes me, mm. you know. So, but I think it's a little bit more, we're here in Nashville. The only time it's really an issue with someone doing it is when it's during like a CMA fest or something and the artist goes out. But then they really have a huge entourage usually with them. Okay. Well, Precious, you know that every time you go to the grocery store, somebody harasses you. I mean, you can't help it. Well, actually, I have a story sort of like that. Um, in Memphis, we were at the Peabody Hotel for my birthday because I'm such a huge, huge Elvis freak. Yeah. Uh, it actually looks like Elvis and Pepto-Bismol had a baby in my office because everything's pink and Elvis. Um, but my husband said, you know, would you, for your our birthday dinner, would you leave your phone in the room? I said, I will. So we get through eating dinner, and we're going up to the elevator, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> excuse me, this songwriter friend of mine gets off the elevator and goes, hi, Precious, at like 11 o'clock at night. And my husband just looks at me and goes, and just shakes his head. And he goes, we are trying to find the ducks. You uh -huh. know? At the Peabody. And then, and then the, now the other biggest sighting uh, was um, not too, it was actually three or four months ago, um, one of my clients were actually from Louisiana, Guy Rigdon, and uh, congratulations, Guy! He just hit one million streams on Spotify for Body Language. Mm. But he was uh, his girlfriend always does the shopping, and he wasn't he didn't know how to do the self checkout. So he's trying to figure out how to scan his deodorant, and this guy goes, "Here, I'll help you." And he goes, "Oh, thank you!" And he just stops and he looks back, and the guy scans his deodorant, puts it in the bag for him. He goes. Thank you, Garth. He said, no problem. <laughs> and it was Garth Brooks at 3 o'clock in the morning that all the kids had been downtown, you know, at the Ryman after concert party from the CMA Festival. It was so cute. He came home, and I was still up working on my column, and he goes, you're not going to believe who I saw at Kroger. I said, at 3 o'clock in the morning? He goes, yeah, Garth Brooks. I said, oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so he only lives like a couple of miles away. And when was this? This was about... Back in June. Okay. See, I didn't realize that Garth still had any kind of residence in the Nashville area. I guess he does. Oh yeah, him and his, uh, him and Trisha have uh, has a home in Goodlettsville, and I think one of his daughters has a home not too far, you know, close to him on the same road. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's always loved Goodlettsville. When he first moved to town, the reason why he lives here is almost like a little hidden secret in the Nashville area. 
and uh, but he used to work at the boot store here off exit 97 in Long Hollow. Rivergate so Mall. Uh, no, before, after that, like a little bit farther up to the Kentucky line. Oh, okay. Uh, my friend, who's a songwriter, he bought his a pair of boots from him. He said, I didn't really have the money, but I had a show at the Bluebird. And uh, I invited Garth out to uh, meet some of my songwriter friends. And he actually heard a song called The Dance that night. Uh, one of the other songwriters was playing The Dance. This is many, many, many years ago, like in the late 80s. And um, so anyway, but sure enough, Garth told the songwriter, he said, I'm going to cut that song one day. And the songwriter says, so yeah, that would be great if you would. And of course, he did. And that's that's one of the most you know iconic songs of Garth's career. Right. Penned by Tony Arata from Savannah, Georgia. Yes, he's a Southern boy. I I ran into him the other night. He's really good to mentor, you know, young young up and coming songwriters, and so um, he's very very nice. I I did get to spend about five or six minutes just chatting with him about helping you know up and coming songwriters, and he said I remember being in that position once. So he said and I he said he did because he had uh, one of my clients had opened up a show for him, mm-hmm. and he said it really does make me smile to see someone is in the same position I was that I know is going to be a big songwriter one day. We're talking about, go ahead. I got something to tell you real quick. Okay. By all means, go right ahead. (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been a life member of NSAI since I was in my early twenties. I'm 56 and we finally got our, um, I knew there were several of my, a couple of my friends were nominated, but we did get the list came out yesterday. He's going into the songwriters hall of fame in here in Nashville. There's two hall of fames. There's the um, the uh, National Songwriters Hall of Fame in New York, and then there's the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame in Nashville. But you remember Katie's uh, Katie KT Olson? Oh yes, KT Olson, and I interned for Ronnie Dunn, and then Wayne Kirkpatrick, and then Brian Hill, who I've been knowing for years. I met when I was an intern for Alan Jackson and Joe Melson. So they're all getting inducted on October 28th. So I'm pretty excited about that. All right, good. Job there again, the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, as they announce Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn fame. You also have Byron Hill, Wayne Kirkpatrick, Joe Melson, and KT Oslin of 80s Ladies. And my favorite KT Oslin song is Hey Bobby. Hey Bobby, do you want to huh? Do you want to huh, huh, huh? I forgot about that. Oh my God, I forgot. Hey. Precious, do you want a huh huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I know. No, it's okay. No, she's actually one of the sweetest people you'll ever want to meet in Nashville. Okay. Well, yeah. let's talk about some other news that's not gossip. I'm getting this from legitimate websites like Realtor.com. Okay. So, do you believe this if I tell you? And maybe you know the scoop on this anyway. Okay. Country superstar Jason Aldean has listed his. $7.87 million estate outside of Columbia, Tennessee. Do you know anything about that? Yes, I heard it, that he was thinking about putting it up for sale. I have a friend of mine that works really close with him. And uh, I don't know whether he wants to move closer to Nashville. No one has said yet. But, um, you know, he's actually achieved everything he wanted to. Um, but uh, he, uh, you know, he's going to uh, – I know he's sold out in, in his home uh, town you know, of Georgia at mm-hmm. the stadium there. And um, I can't remember the name of the stadium he's playing, but it's sold out. Mercedes-Benz Stadium? No. and uh, But I just remember, because I, I, yesterday I read about 20,000 words of news articles and stuff 
And uh, I remember seeing the ad that, you know, said, thank you again for giving me a sellout show. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he uh, he went down there to help raise money for the University of Georgia. He's a huge, huge Bulldogs fan. And uh, he went there last year to um, do a fundraiser for them to uh, help raise money for the college to get some things that they really, really needed. Um, well, he's, he's those people, you know, he does a big breast cancer um, thing, breast cancer survivors. He's always doing stuff for cancer charities and um, uh, kids charities, and, you know, now helping his, uh, his uh, favorite state team, the Bulldogs. That's right. Well, he may be building a home because he's got a growing family. He and his wife just had their first child back on December 1st. You'll, do you know the name of this kid? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. That sounds like something you would name your kid. Well, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already have another kid on the way. So congratulations to Jason and his lovely wife, Brittany. She tweeted out recently a picture. Actually, it was on Instagram. Forgive me, Twitter. It was on Instagram, and she put a picture of this dusty dirt road saying, this is where our new journey begins. We've decided to build our dream home in Tennessee. But she doesn't say where it is, but it's a lovely piece of land somewhere in Tennessee. It could be in Memphis. Who knows? But the Aldeans building a dream home. Now, Precious, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary, sadly, of the awful murders of country music fans in Las Vegas, which Jason Aldean was on the stage when that happened. How do you know that he's doing and the others involved with that that are Nashville-based? How, how have they been doing with that awful, awful deal? Well, you know, there's been several songs written about it. Uh, matter of fact, one of my clients had written a song called Cry that he had put on Facebook uh, uh, grassroots revival LV Shane but you know it's something that will always always be a part of Jason's because um, it was so memorable because of him being the one that was on the stage when it happened and I think that was on purpose because of the crowds which is so sad but I do know that he said in an interview that he said I, I will never ever forget and I'll never ever he said I will move on and, and try to get over it. but he said it's just it will make my heart sad. And I, I think that, you know, he has a lot of other things going on in his life, but there's always that, that memory of, you know, the tragedy that it will never, ever just go away from him because he's such a heartfelt person, you know. Yes. Um, could have been a whole lot worse that night. Um, and I know it's bad enough that, I mean, it, just seeing some of the things that I've seen, you know, it was uh, country music here in Nashville. I mean, it was like such a terrible, terrible, sad dark cloud over our city and it was you know 3,000 miles away yeah. but because so many friends and family that was playing that stage that uh, here in town from the, our little neighborhood of Music Row that it was just it. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be speaking about it on the national news and they probably will be mm-hmm. until it you know, slowly goes away but since it's the first year it's probably going to be very very much in the news when it happens and I like to just say you know let's keep the healing going and let's try to move on and keep those families who are forever affected in our prayers. Again, that one-year anniversary is coming up next month, and we want to keep all those victims and their families in our thoughts and prayers still here as just a horrible deal, the worst mass shooting in American history. We're visiting with Precious Harris. This is the Nashville Music Line on Y'all. We're going to go to a break. Precious, got to ask you, i got to do some research during the break. What is your birthday day? What day were you born on? I was born on May 27th, May 1962. May 27th of 62. Okay, thanks for telling me that. And I'll do some research now during the break. Here's a question from Precious that she wants us to pose to all of you as we go to break. 
What is the name of the duo comprising of Megan Lindsay and Joshua Scott Jones, who won the second season of CMT's Can You Duet on this date in 2009 and went on to score a top 10 country chart hit with Keep On Loving You? We'll tell you the answer to that, and we'll dive into Precious's birthday and what that really means when we come back on The Y'all Show with John Ross. Hi, Tom Bodette here. Apparently it's super cool to do this voice when you're trying to be real serious. It's called vocal fry. Yeah. So I just want to stress how at Motel 6 you can get a great room for a great low pride. <coughs> how do they keep this up? I feel like I have mono. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 and we'll leave the lozenge on for you. Light, I meant light. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. The newest fall inspirations are here at Ulta Beauty, and they're hashtag trending. Like glossy lips to go with your pumpkin spice everything, autumn smoky eyes to pair with those new leather boots, and jewel tone eyeshadow to sparkle in every fall selfie. All from your most loved brands, like Tarte, Anastasia Beverly Hills, and Morphe. Hurry in to shop all the beautiful fall possibilities. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. An overflowing toilet can wreak havoc on your home. So today, I'll show you how to avoid a flood by installing the toilet in your bathtub. All you need is a plumber's wrench and a hose clamp. This easy modification not only stops flooding, it also cuts down on morning prep time. You could try to protect your home with a tub toilet, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Call Geico and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Today I got a letter from someone Just a friend we knew some time ago 
begin to realize He didn't know I lost you A long, long time ago Oh, oh I just can't make it any longer and we're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And that was a great song right there from Conway Twitty. And we are playing that one for a reason. First off, we're going to tell you the answer to our trivia question before we went to break. This is the Nashville Music Line on the Y'all Show. We're visiting with Precious Harris. And I'm your host, John Rawl. And the answer to our trivia question about who was the duo of Megan Lindsay and Joshua Scott Jones that won Can You Duet on CMT in 2009 and went on to score a big hit called Keep On Loving You. It's Steel Magnolia. And actually, Megan has a connection to y'all as she helped us in the past in her hometown of Hammond, Louisiana with the Strawberry Festival that happens there every year. She came out and helped us on more than one occasion promote y'all and give out y'all t-shirts. So Megan Lindsay, we salute you and what a great song Still Magnolia had out a couple of years ago. Precious, everything I believe in life comes down to what we call a GIF. Are, do you like GIFs? Do you know what a GIF is? No, but in life, never been, yeah, you know, there's some three-letter words, four-letter words that stump me. <laughs> I know you love GIFs. GIFs are those images people put on Facebook and Twitter of just messages and images and all that. That's what the technical term is. It's called a GIF. And so I just got this GIF in that I, I, I thought, golly, I need to bring this up to Precious and find out if this is really true. Okay, and here's the GIF. It says, I've just read that apparently the song that was number one on your 14th birthday defines your life. <laughs> so do we really need to go there? Do I really need to go there and find out what was the number one song when you turned 14, Precious? Yes, yes, of course we do. Yes, so, I would love that. So on May 27th, not of 1962 when you were born, but of 1976, it was from that guy we just heard from, Conway Twitty, and the song, Does This Fit Your Life? After All the Good is Gone. Well, it does on a couple of bits and bobs, you know, but uh, actually that's country. I remember the rock song on my birthday, dancing to a song called Crocodile Rock. Ah. But if, oh yeah, because I was uh, yeah, crocodile rock. Ah, okay. Well, Elton just John. in case you're but wondering, see, go ahead. I, I didn't discover country. Well, I always had country in my grandmother's house since I was like three or four, and it was uh, Loretta Lynn and Furlan Husky. I remember playing the record "Wings of a Dove" until my grandmother was like ready to break the vinyl in half. But oh. uh, you know, but I had a, a little bit of CCR, a little bit of little bit of Loretta Lynn and country and of course Elvis was I remember the biggest tears I ever cried was I accidentally left my Santa bring my baby back to me in the dashboard ah. uh, bad mistake in June yes. <laughs> and I came back and it looked like a lace dolly a dark lace dolly and I cried and I cried to the point my parents stopped at uh, Zares the department store back then and got me another Another one, because they couldn't send the tears to be flowing and flowing and flowing. 
Well, the, so. in case you're wondering, Precious, and audience, when I turned 14, according to this philosophy of the song that was number one on your 14th birthday, Defines Your Life, well, I, I believe it. The number one song in 1985, when I turned 14, Alabama's 40-hour week for a living. You work a 40-hour week for a living. Oh, and, yeah. And I wish I lived a 40-hour week, but I don't. Sometimes it's more <laughs> like 80. Sometimes it's more like 10. But we, I feel that. I feel <laughs> you, sweetheart. I remember uh, one of my favorite songs uh, that we, you know, how you had your graduation parties in 1980. And, of course, we graduated May 23rd, and my birthday's May 27th. So I graduated five days before my 18th birthday. And uh, I remember two songs that people had brought records to play that night at the party. One was Feel So Right for Alabama and, uh, and a song by the Manhattans called shining star so those are the two big big songs i remember from uh you know my from the day i graduated high school Mm -hmm. i've always had country and rock and blues influence my parents had a wide array of records but my cousin's the one who got me into you know uh tina turner and the rock and definitely my first ever southern rock eight track tape my my cousin gave me so uh you know i know the south um the southern rock that that genre yes you know you don't have northern rock but you have southern rock (laughs) born here but actually the almond brothers was born in nashville okay but to make it and did some things but uh anyway but gotta have gotta have southern rock i still uh you know because i'm good friends with doug gray Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he's with uh marshall tucker band right Marshall Tucker Band, yes. And he's wonderful to interview. He's just, what you see is what you get. He's just good old boy. Uh, you know, he's actually from uh, North Carolina. and uh, But he's a, a south part of North Carolina. I think he might uh, be from Spartanburg. That's where most of those. Yeah, he stuff, is. Or, which is in South Carolina. Come on now. You got to get our Carolina stuff right. We, we Carolinians have to fight for anything know, we get. <laughs> you know, why don't you? Because when we go there to go to Myrtle Beach for the um, – we're hoping to get one there one day for Shag Week. Wow. But uh, we, we always stay in Fayetteville, and it's right there on the line. Of course, since you're driving 10 hours, I forget when I cross the state line and when I do, when I don't. Well, remember, so, South Carolina's the Palomino State. Don't forget that. Oh, ha, 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 funny. <laughs> hey, <laughs> a little bit of news in country music going on right now as B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Lines meant to be has broken the record for longest chart topper on the Hot Country Songs chart history. The song has yep. been on the number one spot for 35 straight weeks, passing the number yep. one run of Sam Hunt's Body Like a Back Row, which was number one for that long in 2017. So congratulations to FGL and B.B. Rexa for this incredible feat. Now, you listed here in something you sent me the songs that have been atop the chart for the longest amount of time, and you've got this meant to be number one, Sam Hunt number two. Another Florida Georgia Line song was at number one for 24 weeks, Cruise. I'm going to skip past number four. The other number song in the top five is another Florida Georgia Line song called Holy, which was 18 weeks at number one. Now, how crazy is it? You got those four songs that have essentially all hit the top and stay there in the last year or two, maybe three. And the only other song that's not part of that same style of recent songs was a song by Leroy Van Dyke, the pride 
of Spring Fork, Missouri, who was at number one for 19 weeks for Walk On By way back in 1961, I think it was. Just walk on by, wait on the corner. So how in the world could a song from 1961 be in the mix with four other songs that are really brand new songs? Well, you have to realize Leroy, at the time he was out, you know, in there, that he was, he, he was, a, he's like the Garth Brooks of that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he still tours really heavily. Uh, and uh, I, I still get pressure releases from his publicist. And, you know, he plays on uh, Branson, but he, he he's, he's, um, you know, but he's uh, one of those, uh, those iconic stars that just keeps going. Like that he was the Garth Brooks of his day. Yes. Well, he had three big hits all to start his career and then never really had any other hits, Leroy Van Dyke, that is. His first song, which I love, was The Auctioneer, and I believe Leroy is a trained auctioneer. So that's, yes. that's a great song. You know, his last top ten hit, I love the name of this song. I haven't heard it, but I need to go listen to it because it's, it's absolutely true. Leroy Van Dyke's The Follow-Up to Walk On By, Precious, was a song called If a Woman Answers, Hang Up the Phone. <laughs> <laughs> I know that to be true. Yeah, oh. that, I don't know why that one didn't spend 19 weeks at number one. Probably because, you know, 70% of the country music uh, buying, uh, vinyl buying and things like that back then was women. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, speaking of the number one chart and Billboard and all that, it was 60 years ago this week, Precious, that Billboard started their 100 Hot 100 chart, which combined record sales with radio airplay and jukebox plays. And this replaced their top 100 chart that was based only in retail sales. And the first number one on this Hot 100 was Ricky Nelson's Poor Little Fool. So, interesting news about the 60-year anniversary of Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Yeah, actually, when I was, uh, you know, because I'm a half-country, half-rocker, so just call me half and half. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when I remember when I was 14, uh, I was a huge Beatles fan, but not so much of, uh, you know, Paul McCartney and Wings. But I do remember uh, Casey Kasem playing Silly Love Songs as a number one song on one of my birthdays. And I can't remember if it was as a freshman or sophomore, but I do remember Casey Kasem playing that. So, uh, you know, but I, I thought, well, it, it sounds OK. You know, it sounds okay, but like I said, I was I was a Beatles fan, not a Wings fan. Well, so. six, 60 years ago in country music, on the country music chart, and I don't know exactly how Billboard did it, but 60 years ago, at least when it came to the genre being produced and made in Nashville, Tennessee, Farron Young was atop the charts right now with Alone With You. I haven't heard that one, but I'm sure if it was Farron Young, it was darn good. Yeah, we actually had a Farron Young CD in Cracker Barrel about three or four years ago mm -hmm. and uh they had taken what scotty moorhead did from the 1977 uh navy hoedown they call it and they can't take anything away or remix it but we can add to it and it turned out to be one of cracker Bar barrel's best sellers for that year you've given me another reason to go to cracker barrel i thought it was the food but i need to go there for the music oh, yeah. as a matter of fact i heard uh, i have a my new clients are coming in from england uh they flew in last night I haven't met them yet. Someone had set us up a meeting, but they did a mock-up of a tractor 
and put the Cracker Barrel logo on it and said, we can't wait to get to America and eat some Cracker Barrel. So I thought that was really, really fun. And you, they're, uh, they were actually on the X Factor in England. They're called the Bass Brothers. And uh, three brothers, uh, mom helps write songs and just a really, really good family. Uh, anyway, but I'm excited to meet them, and I've got a feeling we're probably going to be meeting at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll love it. I like Cracker Barrel. I like any kind of good food, to be honest with you. Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line, thank you for your great report today. Well, thank you, Darren. You have a blessed week. We will definitely do that, and we bless you. Hope you have a blessed week as well. Well, that puts the wrap on today's Y'all Show. I want to thank Precious again. I want to thank Jonathan Lifehite of 247sports.com for stopping by in hour one. We're going to have a great show on Thursday. Inman Majors, an author. He's got a brand new book, Penelope Lemon. It's going to be our buy-the-book feature. Inman is the nephew of former University of Tennessee head football coach Johnny Majors, and this is his fifth book. Great guy. It's going to be an awesome interview. This is a funny book, too. So if you want a good, fun read, Penelope Lemon, brand new from Inman Majors. not even out yet. It's coming out next week. We'll be spotlighting Inman on the Thursday, y'all, plus We'll be talking SEC sports, so you don't want to miss that. It's the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. And Vistaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. 
It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.